Welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the Cars Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace, manage, and lead through change. We are excited to bring you two episodes a week. One, which is our special Equip for Change edition that comes out on the weekends, um, where we talk about personal growth and development. And the other, which comes out midweek, where we give you tools, tips, strategies, and insights on uh, leadership, professional development, and insights that will help you to grow your organization as well as your teams. So on today's Equip for Change edition, I wanna talk to you about, are you doing it the right way or the fast way? And what I mean by that is when we look at today's microwave society, where every time we turn around, it's always give it to me faster. Um, There's no patience for the process and progress is usually measured in checklists and low hanging fruit. How much can we get done as quickly as possible? We want it all done instantly. And if you have listened to any of my podcast episodes, you'll understand that I say repeatedly, change is a process that begins with an event. And so often we get lost in the event that we overlook the process. So sometimes doing it fast isn't always doing it well. And I think that a big part of um, our growth and development as individuals as well as leaders is that we have to learn how to think, reflect, and pause. Building momentum is key, yes, but are you building momentum or are you just reacting? And I know we've all felt it, the rush of excitement or adrenaline when things are clicking and, um, and, and there's this, this huge wave of momentum that just sweeps you up and you're giddy with the possibilities. So it's tempting to just throw things together so that you can, you can ride the wave and not miss out. But is doing it fast always doing it right? And I want you to think for a minute about circumstances in your life where you have come upon the seemingly perfect time to do something. You want to take advantage of a new trend that's out. You want to take advantage of a new opportunity that lands in your lap. You want to, you know, you make a post on social media that gets shared and all of a sudden people are saying, hey, we need an answer to this problem and what you proposed is something that is right up their alley. Or you make a decision based on being emotionally just fed up with the way things have been and you decide that you want to change things for the better. So you're gonna immediately jump in and say, I'm gonna start this workout regimen. I'm going to change my career. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to leave this person in this relationship. Whatever it is, we get caught up in the wave of emotion and momentum. And a lot of times we make decisions based on what we think is best in terms of doing it fast. But not every time is doing it fast, doing it right. And so in today's episode, I wanna talk about three different ways that you can think about making a decision about whether or not you should do it fast or if doing it right would cause you to kind of press the pause button and spend a little bit more time thinking about it. So key in point is that this applies to not only your personal decisions that you make for personal growth and development, but it also applies in business settings. It applies in your leadership. It applies in engaging with people in your organization. And I really want you to start shifting your mindset in the ways that you think about the ways you make decisions. 
it's not always about what's immediately in front of you. Sometimes it takes fortitude and strength to stick a pin in it, take a pause and step back before you make a long-term decision. So what are the three things I want you to consider in, in making your decision? One, is it emotional or empirical? And what I mean by that is, is this just based on feelings? Is this just how you feel in the moment? Or do you have data that backs up your decision? Do you have evidence that you can call on? Even if it's not research that you've done yourself, do you have other things that you can point to where this has been done before, or this has been tried before, or something similar has produced a desired result? Now, don't get me wrong, there are some times when the decisions that you make are going to be hinged on emotion. They are going to be teeming with emotion. They are going to be ones in which you look at it and you say, I feel very strongly about this. But keep in mind, emotions are temporary. Emotions are temporary. And the key to sound decision making is doing something that if you make this decision, you would still do the same thing and still be committed to it long after the emotions of the moment have passed. If you can't say that you would act in the same way, that you would commit to it, that you would support it, that you would think in the same way, if you weren't emotional, then doing it fast just in reaction to your emotions is not the best way. Having some type of data, some type of proof, some type of, of insight that will lead you down the same road with or without your emotion, with or without your passion, is usually the best way to go. And the reason I say that I want you to think about it in terms of if is this just emotional or is it empirical or both, is that there are a lot of times when empirical decisions become personal. And when impersonal decisions become emotional, then that's when we have to take a little bit more of a, of a grain of salt in, in considering our decisions and considering our actions and our path because we don't want to have a situation where we only decided something based on how we felt or we only decided something based on you know, our emotions running high or we only decided something based on the reaction that we were having. Long-term decisions, long-term shifts and transformation, long-term changes require some empirical data. You need to back it up with something other than this is the way I felt in the moment. Which brings me to my second point. Is this flexible or finite? When we make decisions, when we decide that this is the course of action that we're going to take, when we decide that we're going to just jump in or jump off the cliff and say that we're not going to regret anything or we're going to try to build a plane on the way down. Is this decision producing multiple models or monoliths? Is this producing more options for us or is it painting us into a corner? Yes, there will be some decisions that are yes or no and you'll have to make a decision and just roll with it. But instead of reacting to the moment, instead of reacting to the circumstances around you, instead of reacting based on emotion or based on thought or based on things that have not been proven, are you setting yourself up for potential flexibility in, in tweaking this plan, in changing your mind, in adjusting to new situations and circumstances? 
in, in taking in new information and making a tweak here and there and modifying your plan. Flexibility is key because change is not finite. Change is dynamic. And when we talk about the process of change, we are always talking about being able to shift perspective, to being able to look at your decision-making from a different lens and to be able to pursue a different option or slightly nudge yourself in a different direction. If you are constantly reacting to things and you are not taking into consideration everything that goes into these decisions. If you're not taking into consideration data, if you're not taking into consideration what could possibly happen in the future, then you're painting yourself in a corner because you're not looking at this from a global perspective. I talk a lot about people's learning styles and, and people's ways of thinking and doing, and, and there is a distinction between people who are concrete sequential and people who are random abstract. Concrete sequential people have to do things by a checklist. I have to do one, then one A, then one B, then one C, then two, then two A, then two B, and so on. They have to go in a, a constructed order in which things are done. And don't ever try to get them off of their plan because then you'll have a huge amount of pushback because they don't understand that this is not, we're not following the steps, we're not following the plan. So they're very focused and very rigid and very finite in the way that they do things. Random abstract people, on the other hand, see the big picture of what's going to happen and where they're going, and they're okay jumping from A to Z to G to M to N to one to seven. It's okay for them to jump from thing to thing because they understand that all of it still leads to the big picture. They don't have to do it in a certain order. And they're more flexible if things happen to change or if new information comes to light or if there happens to be a shift in the circumstances or the situation that they're dealing with or even if the outcomes and where they're trying to get to changes slightly. They're okay with making an adjustment and they don't paint themselves into a corner because they're constantly looking at the big picture. So when you're looking at making a decision, when you're looking at how do I equip myself for this change? How do I manage this change? How do I lead other people through this change? When you're looking at this, are you someone that is looking at the big picture or the 50,000 foot view? Or are you so entrenched in being in the weeds and inside the forest looking at the individual trees that you miss the big picture? So what are your, which direction are your decisions keeping, uh, moving you in? If you're doing it fast, is this something where you are now married to and, and holding on to a, a certain list and a checklist and a finite way of doing things? Or is doing it right meaning that you're taking a more global approach, that you're looking at things from a bigger picture point of view, that you're looking at all of the opportunities and the options that may present themselves and positioning yourself so that you can take advantage of each one of those as necessary. So if you're getting caught in emotional decisions, are your emotional decisions and your decisions that are based on doing it fast and, reacting, and reacting quickly, are those painting you into a corner or are those opening up additional opportunities for you? You have to look at decisions that you make based on the time in which they're made 
but you have to give yourself the opportunity to say that as things change, as I get new information, as I encounter different situations and circumstances, I'm going to allow myself to have more opportunities and more options. So yes, I'm not saying that you should only put, stick a pin in it and, and, and wait to do something until you know, the decision is no longer relevant. I'm saying that when you make decisions, if you decide to move quickly, to take advantage of things, you need to make sure that you are not painting yourself into a corner, or more importantly, you are not shooting yourself in the foot by presenting yourself in the wrong way, by looking at yourself, um, by, by positioning yourself where you are gonna be on one side or the other, or by putting the wrong impression out there that is going to label you or confine you or paint a picture of you that is not in line with who you really are. And so this leads to my third point. When you are making decisions and you're trying to, to determine whether you should act quickly or whether you should sit back and reflect a little bit, is this a democracy or a dictatorship? Do you get different input and perspectives from other people? Do you look at best practices? Do you look at other people that have gone through similar experiences? Do you take counsel from other people who can advise you? Or is this just my way or the highway? We cannot make decisions without considering all of the different parameters. And that means considering the input of other people. Even if it's not you calling someone and asking them, what do you think about this? or convening a, you know, a steering committee or, um, or your own personal advisory board of people who have your best interests at heart that you can call on. Even if it's not talking to someone else, maybe it's doing some reading. Maybe it's, it's watching some videos. Maybe it's looking up some people who have had, who've traveled a similar path or have gone before you. In any event, making decisions even though ultimately it comes down to individually what you want and individually what you're committing to, it's not a solely monolithic process where your perspective and your perception is the only one that matters. And I know I can hear some of you saying, well, it's my life. I can do whatever I want. It's my company. I can do whatever I want. It's my team. I can do whatever I want. But think about this. You may be able to do whatever you want, but is that the right approach? Is that the way that you want to lead through this? Is that the way that you want to make decisions? Because I can guarantee you that even if the decisions that you make are the ones that you make by yourself with no other input, that does not mean that the ripple effects of the consequences of that decision does not impact other people. And so when we are looking at this whole decision about whether to do it fast or do it right, Sometimes doing it fast is the right way to do it. If you make sure that it's not solely emotional, but you have empirical data, if you make sure that it's providing you with flexibility to be able to explore other options instead of painting you into a corner, if you are looking at other ways and other perspectives and other um, insight and, and taking advice from other people and other things to consider instead of feeling like this is a dictatorship and it stops and ends with you. There are so many things that we do in the world, so many decisions that we make about our personal journey, about our professional journey, about the ways in which we interact with other people. None of it is done in a vacuum. None of it remains in a vacuum. None of it affects only you. 
And I think that is the biggest thing that people don't realize when it comes to change, when it comes to being equipped for this process. You are not in a vacuum. You do not live on an island by yourself. Every single decision that you make, every single thing that you do, every single new product you bring to light, every single uh, decision that you make to better yourself personally or to let yourself go, every professional decision that you make in terms of where you're going to hang your hat, what profession you're going to choose, how you're going to switch careers, what leadership positions you're going to pursue, every single decision that we make has a ripple effect. And if it doesn't affect someone that's within your household, um, you know, I'm single. I don't have any children, so it's easy for me to say that my decisions are my own, but they're not. They impact the people that I serve. They impact the people who hear the sound of my voice. They impact my family and my friends because people who care about me want to see me doing well. Every single thing that you do has a ripple effect. And if you are only looking at doing things in a fast way because you are only thinking about you and you're only thinking about the things that you want, and you're not being open to looking at things from differing perspectives or even taking the 50,000 foot view. If the only thing that you're worried about is how this impacts you, then you're making the wrong decision. And I hesitate to say that because I never wanna tell people that they're wrong in their decisions. I never wanna tell people to limit the ways in which they think about things for their lives. But you do not exist in a vacuum. And sometimes doing it the fast way is not the best way. It's not the right way. Especially the bigger the decision and the more people it impacts and the, the bigger and wider the ripple effect, the more seriousness you need to give to this decision. There are some people who say, well, whatever I post on social media or whatever I say on a podcast or whatever, whether I decide to take this position or not or decide to open this company or close it or whether I decide to take on a leadership position or not, it's just ultimately my decision. And yes, it is ultimately your decision. But every single thing we do has an impact. Every single thing we do has a ripple effect. And I want you during this episode of this podcast to listen to the sound of my voice and I want you to not only hear me intellectually, but I want you to feel me personally. The decisions that you make need to be balanced and not just doing things the fast way because you're impatient with the process of change but it needs to be focused on doing things the right way so that you can make the best decisions possible for you and everyone else around you. I have had to make a number of decisions in my life. I have had to make a number of decisions you know, in, in my career. And I will never forget the time when I was a first year teacher and I was teaching first grade and I woke up like just shot up like out of a sound sleep in the middle of the night and I was gripped with this realization that the decisions that I made every day was going to impact and shape the lives, the mindsets, and the, the emotional development of children. I was helping to craft future adults. The 20 kids that were in my class who hung on my every word, who looked at every action that I took, who modeled themselves after my behavior, I was putting a mark on them 
to influence them for the, the rest of their lives in some small shape or form or fashion. And this is what I want you to think about when you're making decisions. You do not exist in a vacuum. Your decisions have a ripple effect. They have consequences. And the things that you say and the things that you do move beyond just you. Nothing that you throw out there in the universe is going to be just disappear into the, into the ethos and, and no one has any interaction with it at all. It's going to inf influence someone's way of thinking. It's going to influence someone's mood. It may, sh it may shift the, the direction of someone's decision. It may impact someone's livelihood. We don't exist in a vacuum. And when we're making decisions, the fast way is not always the best way. We need to give this process time to unfold, time to evolve, time to develop. Make sure you're not reacting emotionally. Make sure that you are responding with information and insight. Make sure that you are creating opportunities for you to be able to pivot if necessary. You're not painting yourself in a corner or, or building a wall. Make sure that you are gathering input and insight from other people and make this a collective process, especially if you are leading. There is no way that you can lead through change if you are only interested in your own perspective and your own thoughts. You have to look at this from a perspective that is outside of you. You have to look at this in terms of what's best, not just for me in this moment, but what's best for the other people that I'm going to touch as I move forward, as we go through this process, as we move from the catalyst of the event into the shift of transformation so that we can develop the next normal of application that's going to make us all better. We don't exist in a vacuum. You don't live in a bubble. Everything that we do impacts others. And we have to take that into account and take on and realize the responsibility that this puts on us. I have been doing this podcast for over three years now. And when I started, I started on as a dare. Someone told me there's no way that you'd be able to dedicate yourself to doing the, the podcast you know, on a consistent basis. I started once a week and now I'm up to twice a week. My podcast has been syndicated on an internet radio station. I finally looked at my stats and my podcast is being heard in New Zealand. I'm in the US, in the South, and people in New Zealand are listening to the sound of my voice. I never imagined having that type of impact, having that type of a ripple effect but with social media, with the internet, with the fact that we are even more connected now than ever before, even though we feel more alone, we have to take into account that the decisions that we make about the things that we do and the ways in which we show up, it's not just impacting us. So I implore you, when you talk about being equipped for change, that means equipped for a process of transformation. That means equipped for a process of thinking differently and being different and doing different. That means understanding that your mindset and the ways in which you see the world and the ways that you see yourself and your, and your place in the world has to drastically change. I joke a lot about this being Keisha 4.9 because I'm 49. 
But I mean that every year of my life is a new version of me. Every year that I pass another milestone of, of, of living another year on this earth, I realize that there's 365 days of growth and learning and development and successes and failures and setbacks and opportunities gained and missed. There are relationships that have formed and relationships that have fell, fallen by the wayside. There's new information that has come to light and new shifts in my perspective based on what I know now and the way that I think. So there's always a new version of who you are. Don't be so quick to make fast, immediate decisions that will cost you the process of growing into that new version of you. Change is a process that begins with an event. The shift of transformation is the most important part of this change. And it's the part that we always want to push through. We don't want to go through the long process and do the hard work of getting to know ourselves. We don't want to go through the hard process and the, and the work of, of changing our bodies by changing our diet and exercising and getting better. We don't want to go through the hard process and, and the long hours of work that, that will go into learning a new skill or developing a new way of thinking or incurring, increasing our knowledge base. We don't want to go through the ups and the downs and the starts and the stops of developing new relationships and, and fine-tuning the ways in which we interact with people and learning how to communicate more effectively and learning how to listen to people that we don't agree with. We don't want to go through that shift of transformation. That's the hard part. That's the trial by fire. But it is necessary. And when you are faced with a decision of doing it fast or doing it right, a lot of times when it comes to the shift of transformation, we would much rather just do it fast. Rip the Band-Aid off, they say. Push through, they say. Let's move past that, they say. We don't need to think about that. We don't need to reflect on it. We don't need to learn from it. We just need to move on. But I am imploring you, don't move on. Sit with it. Reflect on it. Think about it. When you act quickly without regard for how it's gonna turn out. When you act quickly without considering the different possibilities, when you act quickly and just put something out there because you feel the need to do something, nine times out of 10, you're not doing the right thing. You're just feeding into and appeasing your feelings of helplessness. Action without thought, without consideration, is a reaction to the fear of not being in control. So are you gonna do it fast or are you gonna do it right? Are you going to allow yourself to really sit in and reflect on the moment that you're in, be honest with yourself with your emotions and what you're feeling, but also take the time to do some research, to really objectively think about the decision in front of you and to come up with an option and a way of moving forward that both capitalizes on the momentum that you've built the momentum that you, the opportunity that's in front of you, but at the same time, positions you for something better as you move forward. It's not an either or proposition. You can move fast and you can move right. You just have to have your mindset in a way, shaped in a way that allows you to do both. 
And I need you to be able to start thinking differently if you want to have different results. I hope this has been helpful. I hope that you have learned something. I hope this has given you some food for thought. Please reach out to me. Um, my website is carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. I'm your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the Cars Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace, manage, and lead through change. My podcast, Mindset to Mastery, is 30 minutes of strategies, tools, and actionable items that will assist you in changing your mindset to master your success. You can find me on any platform where podcasts are, are shown, as well as you can go to my YouTube channel in order to see additional videos. And I am so excited about my upcoming book, Equipped for Change, doing the deep work of transformation that will be available in January of 2021. And if you want more information on that, please reach out to me, but there will be a link coming up on my website where you can sign up for updates and to get a sneak peek at some of the uh, information that is presented as well as some of the stories that I share. The process of change is a deeply, deeply, deeply personal one. It is not one that you can take alone. It is one that requires you to look at this through a lens of collaboration, cooperation, insight, and growth. This is something that you can do. This is something that, yes, it's gonna be hard, but it will be worth it. And whether you are undertaking this because you're leading an organization or you're just looking to change your life, please understand that I support you, I'm with you, and I'm rooting for you. Until next time, make it a great one.